Hello and welcome to the Manic Film Club, the film review show where we say things like, now it wasn't until watching this week's film that I realised I have a tendency to mix up real and made up places. It does however explain why my geeky friends look at me funny when I try and quote my favourite films. So just to make it clear everyone, I understand that Henry V didn't fight in the Battle of Isengard and by effect they were not taking the Hobbits to Adrincourt. I know that now. And sitting opposite me is a man who I would gladly bend the knee to. And if he asked me nicely, I may even bend both. It's Tobias. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, is hey that, was that based on true? Have I Honestly, half and half. When I was watching the film, I was like, never in my mind had I considered, Adricor's a real place. Adricor's oh, a real place. It's I just see. one of those places that I, you know is a thing. Yeah. But my mind was like, didn't realise it was a real place. Like I, I think I did, but not consciously and then i was like i think god doesn't sound that silly a place now no not really it sounds perfectly perfectly normal and also hey <laughs> hey there hey uh this is the last film of season two it is indeed should i tell the listeners oh, what what we watched i wait with bated breath this week on the manic film club we watched the king Wayward Prince Hal must turn from Carusa, I don't know how to say it, to Warrior King as he faces hostilities from inside and outside the castle walls in the battle for England. Starring Timothy Chalamet, Joel Edgerton, Robert Pattinson, directed by David Michard. There you go. Um, so, Timothy as a king. Who got called Hal a lot and his middle name is in fact Hal. Handy. Fun fact for you. So handy. And uh, his dad is French, but Robert Patterson, who played the French guy, is English. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Robert Patterson should not be on the cover of this film. Also, his character, the Dauphin. Yeah. Not at at that battle. Nowhere near it. Oh, really? That was done just for the film. Fair. Okay. I mean, it was the first thing I was thinking of. Because he's, it's the two of them on the cover. I haven't paid attention to the cover, to be fair. Uh, the, the cover, like, that pops up when you Google it, it's Shamala, Shamala, and Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Well, and apparently... Like, actually, Robert Pattinson's not in this till like, halfway through at the earliest. He's not, in, he's not in a lot, but he was sought after immediately. When yeah. they were writing the character and everything, the director was just like... I, I like, wonder why, because I feel like there's a million people who could have played that well, role. Apparently, it was because of how bold the character is. And basically, just how in your face. But hey, whatever, whatever. I uh, I was surprised because obviously I, I mentioned who the director is. Yeah. But the writer and producer was Joel Edgerton. Yeah. It plays his it plays his mate in it. Yeah, uh, John <laughs> Falstaff. Who apparently is the only like focus character made up. Yeah. Still sort of based on someone, but largely. Made up in comparison to everyone else. Yeah, kind of like made up for the play more than anything. Yes. Yeah. Um, I right. So we watched this as would we call it a period piece? Historical. It's a historical film, isn't it? It's historical yeah. dramatization. It's two hours and twenty minutes. And yeah, it's I have longer to say, than what, I was prepared for. <laughs> I you started watching it before I did, but we watched yeah. it pretty much around the same time. Yeah. Now I was doing other things because I'm a busy boy at the moment. You're a busy bee. But actually, I didn't really feel the length. I thought it rolled no, quite nice. Actually, once it kind of got going, it 
didn't drag, but it was generally longer than I would like to put into something. <laughs> I didn't find it boring. No, no, not at all, actually. And I, I mean, obviously, we always assume that if you're listening to this particular episode, the, the, these podcasts, that you have already seen the film. Yeah. Right? So we don't deal with spoilers. We assume you've seen it. Two things. I liked how graphic it was with the beheading. Yeah. And also, when I cannot think what his name was, but Sean Harris, the one who was basically advising him the whole time, but was a bit nasty, basically the one who tricked him. I quite liked him just getting stabbed in the head. Just it was brutal, wasn't it? <laughs> it, but was. it was also not glorified. It was just a quick. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, no, I'm going to do this because I'm really I, I, annoyed. I did have a little Google because I'm not. From, I'm not the historical kind of person. No, no. But that is based on zero. There's nothing suggesting that whatsoever. In, in no. actual history, apparently. No, and apparently, I mean, two years later, he, he took on France again. So it, that wasn't a misunderstanding. Yeah. Well, no, literally, the, the, in actual history, they had the Battle of Agincourt. Yeah. They then sailed home. And it wasn't until later he came back and then made a treaty with France. Yeah. But um, but hey, he hey obviously, ho. you know, they wanted him to uh, marry Johnny Depp's daughter. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why, why not? not? Um, <laughs> on the whole, good cast. Yeah. Uh, I quite like Timothy Chalamet. I think he's good. Yeah. He, he's definitely one who's appeared, who's appearing in a lot more now as well as he's in. Yeah. He was in the recent update of Doom. Yeah. Uh he's quite I think he's one to watch. Yeah. I know that Tom Holland has said that he would like Timothy Chalamet to be his uh Harry Osborne. I can see that. Yeah. That's because they're not far removed from each other in a way, really, are they? No. no. They look but yeah, no, I th- I thought Timothy Chalamet did a good job. Yeah, I I I liked how he went from I don't want to do this, I don't want to be king. I have no interest in being king. Yeah. It was when the dad called him in and was like you're not going to be the king. And he basically went, yeah, good. Yeah. But then also instantly when I am, however, going to do something to stop my brother being king unintentionally. He it just, yeah. he wanted to stop him going to war, didn't he? For no real reason. Yeah. But upstaged him instantly. Um, I, I liked all the main actors. Yeah. Uh, I quite like Ben Mendelsohn who played his dad. Yeah. Um, but, and I did, for, for the opening few scenes, I'm like, is that Ben Mendelsohn? I'm sure that's Ben Mendelsohn. He, the thing is, he was rough looking. Yeah, he was. Um, now, even though I really do like the actor, would you at any point trust Sean Harris? No, he looks he looks like the guy who's just betrayed you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in all fairness, it's very much hinted at that when he goes to his mate, is like, I need someone I can trust. I mean, he's already, he says it there and then. So why did he carry on trusting him? <laughs> well, this is kind of the key. You should have guessed he was going to betray him somehow. When the two guys are talking to him about how much they dislike the king now and they, how they think we should probably get rid of him somehow, um, he's like, yeah, I agree. And then in the next scene, he's going, yeah, they're going to get rid of you. They're going to overthrow you. No. That You see, that could be played different ways. That could just be him being loyal to the king. Oh, yeah. But at the same time... The problem time, is, when you also look like the betrayer... <laughs> yeah, that I mean, is the problem. To put it into modern-day terms, he was sus from the get-go. <laughs> right, so I know Sean Harris from a couple of things. Uh, most notably, he's the current bad guy in the Mission Impossible films. All right, cool. He also appears as actually quite a nasty character in um, 
Prometheus. The key point is he tends to be not very nice. No, he's got that kind of look about him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, at no point was he trustworthy. No, but I didn't also consciously think anything about him, really, throughout the film like that. No, but considering Hal actually seemed quite clued in, really. Yeah. I'm, and he did. I mean, he went to his friend. Basically, he almost said, I don't trust anyone. I need you so I can trust someone. Yeah. That's essentially what he said, but then carried on trusting him. Yeah, true. So I don't know. But aside from that, aside from that, I actually quite enjoyed it all. Yeah, it was quite well paced. It didn't drag around anywhere, really. It was quite nice watching the actual like war side of it click out. Yes. Yeah, no, it was it, it all rolled nicely. Uh, good performances all around, I think. Yeah. Um, you could argue, but this is clearly what they wanted, that uh, Robert Patterson's character was a little bit over the top, almost, in a way. Yeah, he was, yeah. Um, well, though, I don't know if you saw the same note, because I don't know if you've checked notes much. No. Uh, you know the way he's slip sliding all in the mud? Yeah. That is generally Robert Patterson doing that. Nice. They got the stunt double to do it, but Robert Patterson's turned out better. Than the nice. Um, that was quite cool. I did like that, because it makes perfect sense. He's like, let's fight and slip. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that moment, actually. Just before the slipping came in, I was thinking it's quite nice to see the different style of leadership, because yeah. you've got the um, the British force, including the king, who are muddied. The king is like... He's dripping in mud and blood from head to toe. And then you've yeah. got the, the the Dofer who's just pristine, has not stepped onto the battlefield until that moment. So his black suit of armour is perfectly clean. Yeah. And I was like, it shows you very clearly the different ways of leading. Oh, well, yeah. One from the front and one from behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, uh, no, but I, then, I enjoyed that side of it, definitely. That was quite good on Hal's part when he actually went and went, and rather than all of our men die, yeah. How about just me and you have a fight? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. No, it was it was good. It kind of even though I was doing other things, it drew me in. Yeah. Uh I mean, let's be honest, there's been films we've watched for this film club where it's been all I'm doing and I can't get into it. You know, and this one yeah. was actually it took my attention from for other For a longer film, actually, it it yeah. kept my attention quite well. Uh I think it was well written. Um, obviously, there is that side of would you sort say it's poor writing that Hal trusted his aid or not? Is it you just have to take that as plot? You just have to kind of go, I well, think that, you have to take it because I feel like you can't that version of the king can't be questionable of everyone because that yeah. is literally the problem with the king who's just died. Yeah, he's lost his mind and his paranoid of everything but as we know from something very well i say very different but once you've watched game of thrones being king is a dangerous place to be <laughs> being on the throne yeah. you know everyone want everyone either is a suck up or wants you dead yeah, yeah that makes sense um but no on, on the whole i couldn't tell you sound I couldn't tell you music. No, because I don't really think it used much. 
for all I know, it may have had constant sound, but that wasn't what... Sometimes that's a good thing. I mean, we've said it in the past on this podcast. If you're concentrating on the music, are you? is it doing its job? Unless you've got a poignant song or, you know, you want a particular moment. Well, it was nominated at the Hollywood Music and Media Awards for Best Original Score. That suggests there was sound. <laughs> and it was nominated for Best Sound at the um, AACTA Awards. But that doesn't mean, like, proper music music. It could just be atmospheric music, just to kind of add to the atmosphere, really. But yeah. And I would I would say that's what they've gone for. There would have been no logic to having music, proper music in this. No, no, no. It would have been weird to have so many pop tunes come in. <laughs> it, it, was, it wasn't that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Because that, um, that's one thing I'd say. I know it's not in places, but it definitely looks, I'm going to say, historically accurate. You, yeah. There's nothing not believable about it. Yeah. Um, no, it's not. It's, it's gritty. It's grounded, yeah. It is gritty. It is grounded. Um, it flows well. The writing, I think, is pretty bang on. Yeah. Um, they they managed to add a little bit of humour as well through... Um, yeah, uh, was it Flagstaff? Yes. Or well, yeah. Uh, but he I was kind of a bit comic in a way. Considering he is the made-up character in it. Yeah. Um, I guess that makes sense for the, it to come from him. Yeah, and also it makes sense because he is the one who's not part of the royal court. I know no. he is at that point, but he's come from... he He's been a knight. He's kind of given that up. He's come back. He's he's just dealing with life now. He's drinking his nights away Actually, and helping out Hal. So he's not going to be this hoity-toity up-himself person. He is down to earth. I mean, I like it when basically Hal has gone to him and asked him to join him. The only yeah. thing he asks is for his tab to be paid. Yeah. I mean, but I think that's... The, the humour that the character brings isn't suddenly out of context. It's, it's all... Yeah. With it, and actually, I quite like when Hal gives the speech and basically to introduce him to all the other men. It's quite a good one. Of the reason why he's brought this person in is because he hasn't romanticized war, he fears it, he understands it, he respects it. Yeah, I did like when he was saying about the rain, he's like, It's gonna rain tonight, and the guy went, How do you know you want my knee hurts? <laughs> my knee hurts and it always hurts before it rains and like obviously being the non-history buff even i knew it rained <laughs> even i knew it rained that's like the famous thing of agincourt isn't it that it was stupidly muddy fields and it well that's how they kind of turned the tides again i i, I was reading some of the notes and what i liked was their their biggest problem was when they were filming and the mud kept drying out they had to keep shifting. Actually, I thought that there was some shots when the the horses first ran down, yeah. and I was and they were jumping all over the mud. And it was clearly where it was meant to be muddy, and I was thinking that mud doesn't look that wet. <laughs> they they were using the horses to trample it to make it look muddier. Yeah, but it because it was actually quite a hot day that they were filming. It just kept drying, so they kept having to actually even move. <laughs> where was it filmed? Move. Where was it filmed? Uh, I'm not sure. And filming principal photography began. Uh, it took places throughout England and Hungary. Well, why not? And it seems Berkeley Castle, Lincoln Cathedral, 
Westminster bits of Westminster Abbey for the coronation scenes, and Slitherlazard. Don't know what that is. Maybe exactly. Hungary. That that place, that well-known place. Well, if I hover over it, oh, it's in it's in northern Hungary. There you go. I actually reckon that northern Hungary bit is where they met the King of France at the end. Maybe that kind of looks monastery-ish. It looks a bit like the monastery from the two popes where they had the chat outside for the first time. <laughs> I wouldn't have made that link, but okay. That's what the visual of that photo from that I've just looked at. All right, looked like. Um, I can't really say too much more about the film because, like, nothing stood out in a sense of I didn't sit there and go, "Cinematography is good." You're not going in. Actually, there there was nothing that stood out, but well, I that's quite, good. I think I do. We've said it in the past that yes, you can have beautiful cinematography, but if something's a bit too arty, yeah, then that's what you focus on. And this, this film I think, needed to be grounded and not and have fancy did. shots, and that's exactly what it did. Yeah, um, I really don't actually have any real <clears> complaints. I have no complaints. I think actually the best kind of example of how this has done it right is in the midst of all the mayhem of the actual fight at Agincourt when it's muddy and the king is like pushed to the floor they could have chosen to do that so that he was a lot clearer to see and had yeah. a wider shot but they didn't they got the camera the shot right in there so it was hard to see what was happening at times because that's what it would have been like yeah it would have been messy yeah and actually trying to clear it up to for visuals would have ruined the scene yeah you know, pretty much everything, visually, anything they needed, we saw Yeah. in a... I'm not sure I have the best way to say it. Uh, shall we say it was economic? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, nothing was too fancy, but it wasn't a fancy film. It just was quite grounded. Yeah, so I therefore, agree. it didn't need all the frills that some films would give it, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we get on to scoring? Yeah, I think we can. I mean, here at the Manic Film Club, we don't rate it on a, like a sliding scale of one out of five stars or 25 from 100. For example, Rotten Tomatoes have given this a 71%. And I can see that it's a good quality film. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, I haven't looked for any reviews of it, so I can't give like some actual quotes. Uh, I haven't read any, but they were all decent scores that I saw. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we simply say, is it a hit or is it a miss? A hit being, did we enjoy it? Would we rewatch it? Would we tell other people about it? It's all round enjoyability, and a miss is the direct opposite. So Tobias, yeah, the king. For uh, for me, the king was a hit. Fair, and you know what? For me, it was also a hit. This film, it was just fun. It was fun's the wrong word, but it was a good watch. <laughs> yeah, it it wasn't a hard watch, and to be honest, um, if it came on TV, I don't think I'd choose to switch it on again. Yeah. But if it came on, I wouldn't feel the need to turn it over. And if that's actually, I'd probably recommend it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that makes perfect sense. So, for the final film of this this uh, season. It's a full manic. Nice. That's a good uh, way to I, end. I the had a, I had a little niggle in the back of my head. Yeah, little niggle thinking I'm not. Well, we are not really the the, the forefront when it comes to historic things. No. So no. I reached out to our friends over a nice cup of history just to get a historian or a history focused opinion on a history based film. Right. I just wondered for people who love history, 
is this a good film? Because some of them, some films that based on historic events are terrible. Yeah. And actually, they they've said that they think it's a really good film. Um, yeah, it's not a hundred percent historically accurate. No. But it's enough. And then it bases the rest off of like the play and some of the books around it, which it does say in. Yeah. in it does do that. And they said it it does what it needs to do. And I asked, well, would you as history fans give it your like history seal of approval for mm. for potential viewers? And they said they would. All right. Cool. And I just thought that someone with a bit of knowledge on history. <laughs> it's a full manic plus. A full manic <laughs> plus. Yes. Yeah. Coming to a streaming service near you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, imagine that if we had our own streaming service. Yeah, so Tobias. Yeah. What are we going to watch next? We don't know because this is the end of season two. We don't know. Do do do. No, we don't know. <laughs> no, we don't know. We've As... done this all year. Season yeah. two has been a year long thing. It has. I mean, we've done two seasons of this. We've done one episode in person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, let's be real. We don't know what's happening with the world. We could, we could see another lockdown. We, we could. We January. Could. Oh, January. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we can't give you any actual inkling of what comes next. Um, we haven't decided yet. We haven't decided. That's not to say there won't be any film club. It's just we don't know what format it's going to take because like obviously season one was shorter um and it had a different kind of like we ran from a list whereas yeah season two we actually chose yeah. we went through genres and chose films under those genres yeah we did so obviously we can't really give you any idea of what a third season a foray would look like yeah. so while we're kind of deciding that we will obviously update you all on our patreon and discord if you are if you have those but we'll also put it out on Twitter when we know what's happening. So you lovely people know what's happening as well. Yeah. If until then you have any thoughts of what you'd like to see in a third instalment, let us know. If you, you've you found a list out there that you think would be worth us watching through, let us know. Send us a link. Any thinking that we don't have to do, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> we but love- as I said, we can't give you any actual information on a third instalment because we don't know yet. No. <laughs> There'll be something of some form at some point. Yes. Realistically. Because but, I, I like trilogies, so we have trilogies. to have at least a third, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so as we can't give you a a next week on, I would just say head over to our latest episode of the Manic Podcast and just listen to that to fill your gap. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the best way to do it. <laughs> Maybe there'll be some like mini things. The mini things. The mini things. You never know. Yes. Some mini Okay, so we have already mentioned the Patreon vaguely it is a paid service for a very low 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 fee of one pound a month one english pound one english pound a month and you get access to exclusive content including a discord server where you get to chat to myself and the lovely tobias as well as other uh, patrons um, and yeah. you get to generally get involved in polls sometimes games nights and generally help shape the future of the podcast yes, and indeed. the link to that will be down below in our link tree along with the link to our twitter where there will be a poll accompanying this episode where you can vote if you thought the king was a hit or a miss and that poll will be posted by the lovely tobias yes it will because i'm not good at putting polls up no that you hit miss with your polls i am very hit or miss <laughs> i'm on brand if anything yeah i know <laughs> i've never advertised anything other <laughs> okay so 
that that will be on our Twitter, which is at the Manic with two N's. Very, Very important. important, and that will be in the link tree down below. Um, so until a third installment appears, whenever, however, and whatever form it is, we will see you then. Say goodbye. Bye bye. Have a lovely new year, everyone. Um, hopefully 2022 is somewhat better than 2021. I'd say 2021 was better than 2020. <laughs> yeah, I think the only way is up unless it's down, but you'll have to hold on to find out. <laughs> stay safe, everyone, and most importantly, stay manic. <laughs>